When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, judging by that, I think Canty and Carlin might be in prison, so we are hosting the show instead, inching closer to the start of the season. School uh, back in session, many places, starting to get real. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Jonathan Zaslow. We are free and week two of the preseason, Zaz, has just about concluded. There is just one more game to go. Hit the music. Let's yes. go! Yes! Tonight, the Baltimore Ravens are going for 25 consecutive preseason wins as <laughs> Lamar Jackson, maybe for a minute, takes on whoever the heck the commanders are starting at quarterback it is ESPN's Monday Night Football. Zazla, what are you looking forward to the most? Look at that. That was like a tryout right there, Aaron. You're, you're trying out for the new uh, voice there from Monday Night Football. Excellent job out of you. I'm looking I'm looking forward to t- I'm looking forward to the intro. You know, when I was a kid, Aaron, yeah. Monday Night Football yeah. didn't have the same effect if I didn't catch the opening song. Right. You know? And when I was young, by the way, Monday Night Football, 9 p.m. start. It was a very late start time, 9 p.m. East. Now, Uh 8 p.m. or 8.20, uh, the whippersnappers, they could stay up for it. But 9 p.m., if I didn't catch the opening intro, I didn't get the full Monday Night Football experience. It was a very important thing to a young Jonathan Zaslow. Well, Sam Howell will take the field tonight. Probably throwing to Terry McLaurin for a hot minute, and then some guy you've never heard of will come out. Maybe there's a kicker battle going. Justin Tucker could hit a 67-yarder at any given moment. Tune in tonight. It all starts 7 o'clock on ESPN. Wow. That's a good job out of you. How about that? Thank you very much, everybody. How Thank about you. that? You. Are you, you doing okay, by the way? It's it's been a, it's been a couple hours since I've spoken to you last night. I know. We did a show yesterday on the network. Uh, supposed to be with uh, Ian Fitzsimmons this afternoon. You got the late call in for Ian. All right. So it's you and me back together again. Um, and now there's you know I'm just looking at the calendar here. We're like a handful of days away. It's like two weeks from Thursday, Zaz, that yeah, we are going to be yeah. lacing it up for a real football game that really counts. Yeah. Um, and so I think what we're seeing in the preseason uh, in this week, too, maybe starts to have a little bit more importance to things that you can apply from the preseason to what we're going to see in the regular season. Well, because week two, and I know every team kind of does their own thing now, but week two kind of feels like 
the old week three, right? Week three was the dress rehearsal. You'd get the main guys for most of the game. But then last year, we took away a preseason game. We added into the regular season. In a few years from now, we're going to have 20 regular season games and no preseason games. But right now, you got three preseason games. So it kind of feels like the things that we saw this yeah. past weekend, we could kind of sink our teeth into, right? Yeah. Well, let me give you one just right off the bat here. I think that the rookie quarterbacks so far, and I, I don't want this to say, you know, this is definitely how all the seasons are going to go. I'm very concerned about these first-round rookies. Uh, I think Bryce Young looks overmatched with a bad offensive line, and I think he looks tiny. I think Anthony Richardson is being put in an impossible position for him to be successful in Indianapolis. I'm not saying that's his fault. It's Why do you think it's impossible? Fault. They already said, we don't need you to play any more preseason. Which hey, go sit over there and watch. <laughs> He's sitting like a 10-year veteran for a preseason. All the rookies need the We've play preseason. Enough. I don't even know if he knows where the locker room is. And the guy's sitting for a preseason game. Um, and C.J. Stroud hadn't looked good either. I mean, I got to say, it's a little eye-opening, a little odd that all these guys are going to start from the very beginning. And I might, be, I might be betting against every single one of them, as in week one. I actually thought C.J. Stroud looked okay. Uh, I, I happened to watch, you know, the whole Texans game this weekend because they were playing the Dolphins. I, I actually thought C.J. Stroud looked okay. thought he made a couple good throws. I liked the way he evaded pass rushers a couple times when he's back there in the pocket too. Used his legs, made a couple good throws rolling out. So I actually think between the three quarterbacks, and look, super limited, all right? I, I think C.J. Stroud may have looked the best so far, hmm. but there's not like that one rookie quarterback who slipped down even, you know, into the bottom half of round one where maybe you're on a decent team, maybe you got a decent squad. These are terrible teams. Carolina, Houston, Indianapolis, and yeah. especially with a guy like Anthony Richardson, and I'm going to be biased, I'm here in Miami. I'm 305 till I die. I don't know if you knew that. And I also went to University of Florida. So Anthony Richardson, I'm certainly going to be biased toward, Sure. Didn't play a ton of football. So you got these young guys who either didn't play a ton of football or maybe did have some modicum of success like Bryce Young. But, yeah. man, they are on some bad teams to start out their career year You're one. so right, and I love how we talk about these guys, Zaz, on draft night. Like, they're all going to go to the Hall of Fame. There have been studies done on this, okay? In a first round, you are lucky to get one franchise quarterback. If there is two they're, that's an amazing draft class. And then everybody else is either okay or a bust, and there have been classes like this. I don't know. I, I, if they had to redo the draft today, do you think Carolina would still take Bryce Young number one? I guess they probably would, right? Yeah, yeah, because then, see, now we're getting into the area where people are listening to us wherever they are, like, oh, it's, it's Zaslo Goldhammer. It's been two preseason games. Give it a chance, you know? But it's funny what you're saying because – I remember as as a Dol as a Miami guy as a Dolphin fan, the year that the Dolphins had the fifth pick, and it's like, all right, they're probably going to take Tua, but maybe they'll take Herbert. Who knows? Yeah. But I remember that year because it was top five. We were getting all those percentages that you're talking about, where this number of quarterbacks taken in the first round, only this percentage of them yeah. ends up being all pro. Yeah, this out percentage of the league in five years. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, and it's like, all right, we're well, we're taking, be it Tua or Herbert, 
we're taking already the second quarterback that year because Burrow's going number one. Right. So you got to decide between Tua or Herbert. That's three total quarterbacks there. Yep. One of those three quarterbacks statistically is going to flame out of the league, you know, and you got to make sure that's not the one that well, you take. What's amazing about that class is that all three of those guys have looked pretty good. Now, Tua really is good. not the one that you would want of the three because of the injury concerns. But there are times where all three of those guys, obviously you'd love to have uh, Burrow and people are in love with Justin Herbert more than I am. I'm not a huge Justin Herbert guy, but I know there are people in the league who say in a few years that he'll be MVP level. Um, but all three of those guys ended up good. So to the same token, if all three of those guys look yeah. good, I, I'm I'm legitimately concerned that all three of these guys are going to stink. And well, I, it's I a similar it's, situation, it's right? Early, because you got the right. three quarterbacks, and like one of them statistically is not going to be an NFL quarterback. Correct, statistically. But I, what I'm telling you is, I think this group, if I compare it to the way most first round rookie uh, rookies look in the preseason, I think this group is failing to meet even that low bar. And I, I agree with you. I think part of it is all three of them are in terrible situations. Bryce yeah. Young has, has an un aligned the camp block in front of him. Anthony Richardson, that's one of the least talented teams in all of football. Is Jonathan Taylor there? Is he gone? What's the story? And then C.J. Stroud is, again, that that roster has very little to no talent on it around him to try to support him. So I'm concerned. Is Harry Douglas concerned? He hosts ESPN Radio Mornings this morning, and he is, like us, worried about the number one pick in the draft. Take a listen. I'm feeling personally good about Bryce Young. The surrounding and supporting cast, I don't think I'm feeling good about. Um, One of the things I think that has plagued just about all these rookie quarterbacks is their communication with pass catchers, whether it's their wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, and being on the same page. Also, this offensive line for Carolina, they're going to have to be better. But I think the lack of team speed, or, or I should say a lack of speed that they have on the perimeter is making me a little nervous about, you know, Carolina from an offensive standpoint. Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio Mornings. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Jonathan Zaslow. I, I would agree with that. And I, I, again, I just look at his size. And I, I know small quarterbacks have gotten it done, but he is smaller even than them. You put him side by side with a defensive lineman from an opposing team. When Kayvon Thibodeau sacked him, I was afraid Zaslow might, might not get up from that. Uh, Zaslow, your biggest takeaway from the preseason watching this weekend was what? I'll tell you, and real quick, by the way, I get what Harry is saying there, but I feel good about all three quarterbacks. It's you don't feel good about the situation that they're in. Like, all three of them were deserving. I mean, Richardson, I suppose you could have a conversation about just so raw. But all three of them, I think you feel good about talent-wise. The only thing that you don't feel good about is the surrounding circumstances that going to do them in. My biggest takeaway, though, of this preseason week number two, for me, preseason's all about the money, Aaron. <sighs> Nothing stops the NFL train, and it's all about the money. And I think there was no better example. You and I were hosting primetime last night, and coming up, you know— it, They kicked off maybe an hour after we got off the air. In Los Angeles, the Saints and the Chargers. 
And there were flood warnings going out. Anyone who's, you know, you got your phone out all of a sudden. This happens to all of us, right? You're sitting down, you're relaxing, you're watching a TV show, and yeah. all of a sudden you got the alarm that goes off on your phone. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is happening? Do I Emergency. have to run for cover? Right, exactly. Yeah, something yep. terrible is happening right now. Well, those people in Southern California grabbed their phone and said, there's a flood. Don't leave your homes. And the Chargers and Saints, like, unless you're coming to see us play preseason football. And they had a hurricane going on out there. I hope anyone out there listening on the West Coast, no God question. bless. I hope you're all doing okay. No question. You know? I hear Palm but, Springs right now, which is a place I've been before because I bet you have too. Because when you're Jewish and you have grandparents, you've been to Palm Springs <laughs> as a general rule. Uh, so, you know, I, I so hope for all me, the Jewish yeah, grandparents there are hanging in. Yes. So for me, it's, yeah, the, the, the preseason – it is about money, and it is about getting those games in because, man, you see guys who are getting hurt, and we saw that this weekend, and thank God they seem to be doing okay. We're talking neck injury and concussion rather than, like, you know, spinal cord injury you get taken off on a stretcher, yes. you know, like worst-case yeah. scenario. But Yeah, I, I mean, I, Zaz, I agree that the – the situation with Carolina and New England, uh, with I'm sorry, with uh, with New England and um, the Packers, um, I mean, was just really, really scary. And then you also had the Tampa situation with John Wolford. Um, I mean, I'm glad both he and Isaiah Bolden are okay. But at some point, you know, I kind of yeah. wrap, try to wrap my head around like, is is it worth it? You know, we're we're putting these guys' necks on the line, literally to play a meaningless preseason football, a completely meaningless preseason football game. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle RV boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. Aaron Rodgers moves up his debut for the New York Jets. There's a young group there. Got to get them reps with that first-team offense. I think it bodes well for Aaron Rodgers to get a little bit of time. It's important for him to play, to bring this offense together in a real football game. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Monday Night Football tonight. We've got the Commanders and the Ravens on ESPN. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Jonathan Zaslow, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Aaron Rodgers is going to play in a preseason game, Zaz. We haven't seen that yeah. since 2018. Why? What, what, why do you think now, at age 40, he feels possessed to show his face in the preseason? I, I think it's two things. I think, number one, he's making a concerted effort to show that maybe he's not the guy that he's been tagged as the last couple of years. You know, like the reputation's taken a little bit of a hit. So I think there's a little bit of a show going on there, Aaron, where he's trying to show everybody I'm not what you've heard. Uh, not that we didn't know that he was a super hardworking guy, but it's like, hey, I'm all in. I'm all in with you guys, no matter what you may have seen. Maybe I was wishy-washy in the offseason. Am I going to retire? Am I not going to retire? I'm all in with you guys. And then there's the other side of it where I think he's sensing mortality a little bit. You know, he's getting up there in age, and maybe I can't just roll out of bed and start regular season week one, especially when I'm with a brand new team. So I got to get some live rounds in, and I'm going to see a preseason yeah. week number three. Yeah, I, I just said yeah, and my voice cracked. So I'm glad I'm a 12-year-old boy hosting ESPN Radio on the ESPN. Yeah. Um, I think what you said about the show is exactly what's going on. It's a little here. bit of that. I think he wants to put out a good product for Hard Knocks and HBO. 
And I think him playing in the preseason just makes a better television show. I can't fathom that one or two drives in a preseason game, Zaz, are really going to make that big of a difference in his rapport and chemistry with Garrett Wilson and how the offensive line of the New York Jets plays. No. I think that this is a lot about perception, and I think he's working hard. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm sorry, that hard knocks just feels like an Aaron Rodgers propaganda train right now. Oh, my God, did you just see the pass he threw? It's the, the most beautiful pass I've ever No, No one drops dimes like that. He's one of one. Shut up with the he's one of one. He's Patrick Mahomes is one of one, okay? He plays in the same conference as you. He's better than you. Enough of the fawning over Rodgers on the hard knocks. So I think a lot of this, he's trying to win people back over. And I, I don't see, I can't fathom that there is a football real reason for this. I think it has everything to do with perception. And I think it was really Roger's decision. I can't imagine that Robert Sala came to him and said, hey, you know, I feel like you need to get oh, some Oh, I live think everything here. involving the offense is an Aaron Rodgers decision. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it's an Aaron Rodgers decision. I think your point about hard knocks is probably a good one. I think he's super self-aware of what's going on right now with the cameras. They're always on him. I mean, heck, that first episode, it shouldn't have been called Hard Knocks New York Jets. should have been called Hard Knocks Aaron Rodgers. And there was at one point, if you remember, Liv Schreiber, uh, voice of God, if he didn't catch Aaron Rodgers saying it, 26 times in episode number one, where he told Liv Schreiber after being asked, why doesn't why don't teams want to do hard knocks? And he was talking about, eh, you know what? I, I've had great experience. I love the show. I'm really happy. It's like, you're having a great experience. Of course you are. The cameras are all around you. Everybody loves you. It's the Aaron Rodgers show. I do think there's a bit of a show going on there. Little bit him saying, I'm getting older. Maybe I got to start doing things a little bit different to be ready for the season. But I think it's got a little bit to do with, hey, uh, yep. I'm, I'm putting on a little bit of show here for everybody in New York. Uh, who's the quarterback of the New York Jets? Zest? Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Who's the offensive coordinator? That, uh, uh, just play along with me. Who's the offensive coordinator of the New York Jets? Oh, it's it's uh, Sean Payton's enemy, Nathaniel no, it's, Hackett. It's it's Aaron Rodgers. Who's the head coach of the New York Jets? <laughs> okay, Aaron Rodgers, head coach. Yeah, that, who's the owner of the New York Jets? Wow, that's a that's a that's a stretch right there. We're going Aaron no, Rodgers there too. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Who's the mayor of New York? It's we're it's, going Aaron Rodgers there too. Yes, it's Aaron. Who's the god of now? I mean, until he starts playing and playing terrible, uh, if he does, you know, this is one of the teams that has to me great variance because I could see things going well. I guess sure. I'm kind of in the boat where I think that the Jets are going to fail to meet expectations, um, and we'll see how that goes. I think expectations right now for them are like the Super Bowl and Rodgers plays the greatest he's ever played. I, I think so far all he's done is play the media more than I mean, he, it's one of the dreadful franchises in the sports. It's yes. one of the dreadful franchises in sports, right? And they go from not like, all right, this year let, let's let's make the playoffs and win a playoff game with Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, 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 you guys haven't, won a, haven't been in the playoffs for a decade it's time to win a Super Bowl. Seems like a little bit much. Yeah. He's who's the coach of the Knicks? It's 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 Aaron Rodgers. It's not Tom Thibodeau. It's all Aaron Rodgers. Come well, on. Well, that's another thing, right, Aaron? Where yeah. it, it's not Brady, where half his career he was in the Super Bowl, you know? Right. right Aaron right. Rodgers. He's he's been there once. Right. And, once. and and he has been a bad subpar playoff quarterback and lost some playoff games that he definitely never should have lost. And to me, that's far away if you're the Jets. I mean, you gotta you got to work. make sure you get there first. So Roger's going to play in the preseason for the first time since 2018. Coming up next, we have breaking news, 
and it is involving the number two ranked team in college football. So don't go anywhere. We'll talk about that next. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Jonathan Zaslow. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and we'll get to it after Zaz has this word from our friends at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So visit FanDuel.com slash play. That's FanDuel.com slash play and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 21 plus and present in select states. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com. RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
Well, the Ravens have as many weapons around Lamar Jackson as they ever have, and they play on ESPN in preseason tonight against the Washington Commanders. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 were presented by Progressive. Aaron Goldhammer, Jonathan Zaslow with you. We will get back to Baltimore in just a second, but we got to talk about the other Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Zaz. Uh, Michigan is self-imposing, this breaking news that you heard in uh, Christine Lisi's update there just a second ago. Michigan is self-imposing a three-game suspension on head coach Jim Harbaugh to begin the 2023 season stemming from alleged violations committed during the COVID-19 dead period. I, I do think this has something to do with a cheeseburger, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, that um, was serious? Because I know it mentioned there this is not about a cheeseburger. Like, is, is that a serious thing? There's really a cheeseburger involved? There is really a cheeseburger involved. We We can get to that if you like, but... Harbaugh will miss. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this murderer's row of opponents. How will Michigan be able to beat East Carolina without Ooh. Jim Harbaugh? How? The Ooh. Pirates. Well, How? maybe they maybe they can get by once without Harbaugh. Who else? Okay. Can they miss? okay. Who else? How are they going to be able to defeat Stacy Ogman, Larry Johnson, and the running rebels of UNLV? <laughs> Oh, we're going to see an Jim appearance Harbaugh. from Greg Anthony as well? Yeah. UNLV? Does, their, their football coach, I don't know who it is, but he should chew on towels in uh, Tark's honor. Uh, maybe UNLV they get two without Harbaugh. Football. Maybe they get two. Can you name me a UNLV football player? Is there a UNLV, UNLV football, football player? Anybody? Shannon is good. At, oh, Randall Cunningham. Good poll. There you go. Say, there has to be at least one. I think Shug Knight with the UNLV. And I guess he's a football player. (laughs) He's sort of more famous for something else. Um, And then in week three, it gets real, real because they have to match up with. Somebody's got to knock him off. Bowling Green. It's East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green in the history of punishments, Zaz. No punishment Ah. has ever been as punitive as this punishment. Now, can I take a guess here? The three-game self-imposed Suspension, which always, always confuses the NCAA. Right? It's like, what? They're self-punishing? All right, I guess we don't have to do anything. Now, can I take a guess? Is it possible that the fourth game of the season is an in-conference game? Is that possible? It is, it is but it's Rutgers. So I, do you consider Rutgers in the Big Ten or only on ESPN.com by name only? <laughs> only when I click on standings, Big Ten. Oh, right. they are right there yeah. next to them. Okay, of course. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. If they those, are, they are. Yes. Those Big Ten hotbeds, like you know, West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, and uh, State College, Pennsylvania, New York City, and Los Angeles. You know, those places that we all grew up watching Big Ten football from. So they have Rutgers in the fourth week. Um, but I think you're right. This is that. This is Michigan trying to uh, stave off larger punishment later but it also makes me wonder you know Jim Harbaugh has been angling for an NFL job now it feels like for a couple years when I see him agree to this Zaz it makes me wonder whether he's kind of like okay I'll miss the first three we're going to try to get this team with Blake Corum as our running back and all these that we're going to try to get back to the playoffs see if we can make some noise there and then I'm going to be on the next thing smoking to the NFL because I I I'm yeah. surprised that an NFL team hasn't done this with Harbaugh already. Yeah, I it, I see where you're headed there. And it's such a weird tenure, I guess, right, for Harbaugh because we know there were such 
massive expectations, was never able to beat Ohio State, and finally you get the year where they're a major contender, and you know they're going into this season now, coming off of last season where they were so great and they're super highly ranked going into this year, and now you got the self-imposed suspension. The NCAA is going to officially rule probably sometime next year when yeah. at that point it may just be, you know what, I don't coach there anymore. Right. That's that's sort of the idea, right? If the NCAA finally comes down and hands down their thing next year, well, <laughs> I'm head coach of the Cleveland Browns next year. So what are you going to do to punish yeah. me now? Can't Dean I don't Carlin, go there. ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Exactly. Um, now, it, it's interesting to think about Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan. I, I would say it has been very successful. They, he has beaten Ohio State now two years in a row. They've got like some kind of whammy on Ryan Day. Uh, they've gotten back to the playoff. Now, they have not won a national championship. But when you think about where they came from, where they they went decade without beating Ohio State, where they weren't really a national player, like now at least Michigan football is really relevant again. And really flamed out on the head coaches they had in yeah. between Lloyd from Carr Brady and Hoke to, uh, uh, to Rich Rod. Oh, to, Rod, Rod. Rodriguez, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, they, it was – so to me, I know people thought it didn't start well, and you, you know, the record against Ohio State and Michigan State's a little dicey. Uh, I would have him on my list of the top five coaches in college football right now, would you? Yeah, but I think – I. Obviously, the the perception has changed over the last couple of years because if we had this conversation even two years ago, would you have been saying that his tenure at Michigan is a success so far? Because I understand where they were coming from, Rich Rod, Brady Oak, but the expectation, because we saw what Harbaugh did in the NFL. We saw what Harbaugh did in college football before he went to the NFL. Like, the expectation was to beat Ohio State a little bit quicker than he did and get to a college football playoff scenario a little bit quicker than he did. Like, this was a different conversation two years ago, right? Uh, completely. And it really it comes down to, did you beat Ohio State? Did you yeah. beat Ohio State? I mean, that's what matters at Michigan. Yeah. I think they'd say, even though they blew a game to TCU, who lost 65-7 to to Georgia for the national championship, Michigan never should have lost that game. That was a bad performance on New Year's Eve. I think all Michigan fans would say they had a successful season. Why? Well, they didn't just beat Ohio State. Remember this. The last two years, they have drubbed Ohio State. So, again, if Harbaugh wants to try to capitalize on all of his momentum and make the play to go back to the NFL, try to be successful there, to beat his brother, you know, they went head-to-head in a Super Bowl when he was in San Francisco— it feels to me like this would be the time. And if he doesn't capitalize on it now, then I could see, I guess, him spending the rest of his career at Michigan. But there have been plenty of times in the last two years where we thought that he was leaving, right? I had him ticketed for the Minnesota Vikings job. It's well, I think the last like- couple of years have changed that. I think the success has changed that now where it kind of put – like it was only two years ago where it was a major conversation that he is leaving. You had so many rumors out there, and they kind of kicked the can down the road, and he's had – the most success the last couple years at Michigan, but yeah. it kind of feels like the timing is lining up, unfortunately for the school, but for him to say, you know what, let's enter that final chapter of my coaching career somewhere else. You know, the other thing he's done, three games suspension or not, he has made Michigan football cool again. Mm-hmm. I see more jerseys, I see more shirts, and I, I live in this Big Ten country. I'm in Cleveland, so I'm around Michigan alum, Michigan fan all the time. They were in hiding. 
You know, they were afraid to wear maize and blue in public. But now they're broken free after the last couple of years and proud of where they came from and all of that. So he's he's brought the pride back in that way. Again, the breaking news. Uh, self-imposed three-game suspension against real powerhouse teams here. East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. He'll be back just in time for the Big Ten slate, which is pretty unbelievably ridiculous. Coming up, James Harden called his general manager a liar, but... What was he lying about? We get into it. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Jonathan Zaslow, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. If you thought the drama was coming to an end involving James Harden, you were wrong. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Jonathan Zaslow's. As we knew, James Harden called Daryl Morey a liar. We didn't really know what he was lying about. And now we do know that the NBA is launching an investigation, this according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne, our NBA insiders into the circumstances surrounding Philadelphia, James Harden's public admonishment to the franchise's president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey. The league office is believed to be pursuing an understanding of whether Harden was portending a 2023-24 holdout in violation of the league's collective bargaining agreement or had been referencing past contract discussions with Daryl Morey, and I, I guess the NBA is trying to get to the bottom of here the question that I've had since 
James Harden went nuclear in China, which is uh, what did Daryl Morey lie to him about? Now, when you when you first heard him say Daryl Morey is a liar, for me, yeah, yeah, for 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 me, Zaz. I think for me, uh, Daryl Morey is getting into your broadcast equipment and trying to make sure that uh, you're not able to finish that sentence. But I, I, I go, go, go ahead, Zaz. What, what were you saying about what? What was the first impression you had? Yeah, well, it's they're they're talking about two instances, right? The first one being when he took a pay cut when he first got to Philadelphia, and right. that was so that they could bring in a couple other guys. One of them being his pal PJ Tucker. Hey, is there a Joe Smith, Minnesota Timberwolves situation from many years ago? I take less money right now. You're guaranteeing me more money later on. And the Timberwolves right. got whacked over that. It right. was very serious. First David round Stern. picks. I mean, yep. yeah. David Stern doesn't like when you break rules. All right. He was very upset about that. Now, Adam so, Silver, that's a bit of a different story. Yeah. Continue. The jury's out. He may be okay with breaking rules. I don't know. We'll see. But there's that situation. Did he give up money based on an agreement? And the next situation is... Did he opt into the final year of this contract because there was an understanding that he was going to get more money from the Sixers down the road, and they decided, yeah, you know what, we don't kind of feel that way based on the way that you played this year, so we'll look for a trade, but otherwise we're more than happy to have you on the team. They just didn't want to lose him for nothing when they could have lost him for nothing. Look, I understand James Harden being upset, I guess, but this is how business is. When is a deal done? When is this a contract when there is a signed and executed contract until that happens? I mean, both you and I work in the entertainment business. When when are when are contracts with us done when the contract contract is signed and executed? Because until then, you know, dynamics and things can change. I I guess there was a, a report floating around from The Athletic today that said that Harden was upset that Maury promised to trade him and didn't. But Harden needs to realize, like, a trade, Zaz, takes two sides. You know, you have to have somewhere to trade him. I'm not sure anybody really wants James Harden, especially not on a one-year deal worth $35 million when he may or may not be happy or unhappy with his situation by the time you get to Christmas. You can't just turn off the computer assistance button in NBA 2K and you get to make whatever trade you want. Like, you got to get another team to agree to something. And there is no way, Aaron, that Daryl Morey said, I promise we will trade you. There is no way. Well, he can't, he can't promise that. Like, yeah. this, is, this is where having proper representation would really benefit James Harden because Daryl Morey's not the only one involved in whether James Harden can or can't get traded. Look, I'm sure if, uh, if Portland was opened up, uh, parting with Damian Lillard for a package from the Sixers where they could get a third team involved where Lillard wanted to end up in Philadelphia. Like, that's a situation where Daryl Morey would be more than happy to trade James Harden. Unfortunately, Lillard only wants to play for the Heat, and I don't know that the Blazers want whatever package the Clippers and the Sixers can put together for a three-team deal. I'm disappointed, though. I thought we were going to get something su- some super juicy accusation about what he lied about. Lied about promising to trade me? Yeah. I mean, come on. That's on like, Harden. Sorry. Yeah. That's, that's, you got to be savvier than that. Yeah. You, I mean, you, it you, promised you gotta, a trip. We'll, we'll, we'll look into it. We'll see what happens. 
Right. I'm promising. I mean, I'm going to try my best to get you traded as soon as you possibly can. But I, I don't— Can't trade you for nothing. Right. And, and, and I guess James Harden's expecting that they trade him for nothing? It's bizarre. Up next, are we sleeping on the Steelers? And could all four AFC North teams make the playoffs? Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.